0: A radio show that confesses Christ. Without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture
1: seriously. Without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to...
2: Table Talk Radio.
0: When we look at ourselves and the situation of the world, uh, God is certainly there, but He's hidden there. He's not seen there. he, He hasn't put Himself there to be found. Where He puts Himself to be found is on the cross. That's where we know that he loves us. So we can just as well undo God's love for us as we can go back in time and pry the nails out of Jesus' hands.
1: We can just proclaim God's word, trust it will do what it says it will do, and no longer be be judging the effectiveness of the, of the preached word by human standards of measurement, by, by the number of people that are there, but, but rather to just do what God told us to do to preach the word and administer the, the sacraments.
0: Ch- Charles Finney could have possibly had the ugliest face of any theologian. <laughs> Except for Brian
1: Wolfmeyer. <laughs> <Andy. laughs> <laughs> welcome back to ta- or welcome to Table Talk Radio. We're just now
0: coming uh, in. we will get a kick out of that. I don't know why I'm talking so slow in that first sound but I'm listening to myself saying, Speed it up there, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that clip comes from like one of our very
1: first shows. I think like show number two is where that comes from. And so uh you were still figuring out how Back in the to... golden the golden <laughs> days of table You were still reading. figuring out
0: how microphones worked at that point. We we've, Not... we've moved into the bronze age, I think now. <laughs> <laughs> and you love that ugly quote. Yes. Oh boy.
1: Uh I was I was I'll, for the for the listeners, I was telling you this last time we played that. Uh, you were actually laughing at something else and <laughs> I stole that laugh and put it like you were laughing at my joke. <laughs> this is the only way it can be funny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I dub in laughing.
0: <laughs> the laughter button. You have my own laugh. so I. That is a brilliant uh, there's idea. There's something wrong with that where you have to press the button to make me laugh <laughs> at your jokes.
1: I laugh at my own oh, jokes, but right. it gets old. So, okay, well, in the first segment of Table Talk Radio, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show, uh, we're doing our buzzwords as usual and then getting some emails. Oh, we've gotten a lot of emails lately. We're going to read a couple of them here on the air. Uh, we do, by the way, read all of your emails sent to questions at tabletalkradio.org, uh, though we may not, might not be able to respond or uh, read them all on the air. We do appreciate all your emails. Questions at tabletalkradio.org, and that gets sent to both of us. Uh, but we read some emails. In the second segment, we're going to play some bumper sticker theology. I've been going around, driving around Oklahoma, seeing these, these funny bumper stickers, and so we're going to talk about some of them here because we have this this hotline right we can call in report your your theological uh, bumper stickers to table talk radio and we'll talk about them on the air uh, we the got bumper a bumper sticker hotline yeah that's <laughs> yeah and then uh segments three and four we're playing some uh praise song cruncher by request so that's the lineup for table talk radio uh let's start off with doing some buzzwords
0: this is Eric, right. the truck driver, and I love table talk radio. Without theological buzzwords,
2: I could never understand Johan Gerhard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can't hear
0: that enough times. Uh, good, because <laughs> we use it a lot. <laughs> All right, give me All right well, I got a buzzword for you first, yeah. and this is the buzzword septuagint. Have we had that one yet? I don't think we've had that one. Septuagint.
1: If only we had a website at tabletalkradio.org to you know look if we've used these before.
0: I'll look. <laughs> Maybe you, I'll check. You real explain quick. what it is. Septuagint is uh, it basically? Um, it comes from this uh, old legend that uh, back uh, in the days, a couple hundred years before Jesus, the seventy scholars got together and they translated each of them the Old Testament from Hebrew to Greek and they brought them together, and their translations were exactly the same. Uh, but really, maybe more properly, and that's so that's why it has the name Septuagint, which comes from the word 70. But more properly, I think we should simply understand the Septuagint as the Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament that was in place a couple of hundred years before Jesus. Uh, so when the uh, New Testament writers want to quote the Old Testament from Greek, uh, they, they'll often use the Septuagint. Now, I think to understand it rightly, we understand it as almost like a Um, a group of translations there's not really one septuagint translation there's a a a whole manuscript family of greek translations of the old testament Uh, but these are fairly useful when studying the old testament and uh, and what the hebrew words mean we can see how the uh, scholars before the time of christ brought them over into greek and things like this so the greek old testament translated before christ that's the septuagint
1: all right and you are in the clear with that on the uh with the other buzzwords we haven't used that one yet so So there you go all right well the uh the buzzword i have for you then is heresy
0: (laughs) we haven't used that one
1: no but uh the funny thing is you were going to use this one a couple weeks ago and uh you wanted to switch to eisegesis so i just stole your your buzzword
0: oh yeah i spend all this time thinking about a buzzword (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> knew you stole it. That. That's right, because you had exegesis, and so I had eisegesis. Uh But now, uh, so you took mine as heresy. Okay, explain right. what heresy is.
1: Well, it's appropriate that you would have this one um, <clears throat> to, to say. But uh, no, heresy <laughs> heresy. Is a teaching that goes against the holy Christian faith, and so uh, some, whenever uh, a teaching goes uh, contrary to what the Bible teaches, what uh, this, the scriptures teach, then that is a heresy. So, for example, uh, a heresy—just top of my head—Arianism. Arianism taught that uh, that Jesus was was not true God, but was the first creation of God, and so that is against the uh, teaching of holy scripture. So that is a heresy. All right. All right. Okay. So let's let's go to these uh, emails. I I think I I have the first one here, Pastor. And uh, I'm, w- do you remember what we talked about a couple weeks ago with the Tim Tebow commercial?
0: We we were talking. I got all worked up about it. We were talking about abortion, um, and uh, you were asking me questions about you know when does life begin and all of this sort of thing. Um, and so we were, we were, uh, we were uh, rambling on about abortion, and then we got an email about that.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sarah emailed us in. Uh, I forgot where Sarah is. She told she told us before, but she said, um, while discussing the pro-life Super Bowl ad, you made a comment, uh, common blunder Christians make when discussing abortion. You discuss it without offering the gospel to post abortive women. I'm one of the members of a pro-life club here at my college campus, and one thing that I've become aware of Uh, aware is that how common abortion is it's thought that as many as 40 percent of american women have had an abortion sometime during their lives and uh and that often when people are um pro-choice it is because they have had an abortion in the past and they feel uh, they cannot acknowledge that it might be wrong okay so so far uh sarah is absolutely right i think you know that was probably a um, um, a mistake on our part that we should we should have brought the gospel in um i, I yeah I, I wanted to say that that there is uh there is a proper application proper aplica- application between law and gospel though and so say you have you have two women and each one asks you uh, uh, is it possible to be a christian and have an abortion now you have possibly two different situations here. Either they're asking because this person is a Christian and is contemplating abortion, and uh, thus this person needs to hear the law. Or the opposite is true that this person uh, has been a Christian all their lives and, and, ha- and actually had an abortion and, and is obviously questioning, can I even still be a Christian because of this? And this person needs to hear, hear the, the, the wonderful gospel. And so there is an issue of, of uh, the proper application. Now um now Sarah brings up a good point that most of these people who are who um who are pro choice are just because they they've had this in the past. And so especially when uh when we're we're speaking on the radio I, I think it is good because we have no idea who's listening. Um you know the, these four or five people that listen there's you know 40% of 5 <laughs> you know there's a pretty good chance. Oh uh, but no you but know. in all seriousness no that, that I think that's right. We we need to continue to to proclaim the gospel not only um, using the law to defend life, but also the gospel for those uh, who uh, haven't have had an abortion themselves.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, this issue is both a political issue and a personal issue. And as far as the politics of it go, I mean, we need to uh, do all that we can to fight for for life uh, that that murder would be illegal. But when it comes down to the uh, to the personal level, to the to the individuals that are involved. Uh, this is certainly a sin, like every other sin that is died for by Jesus, so that His blood covers all of our sin and all of our shame. Uh, no matter what, you, we cannot out sin Jesus, uh, and so that's true that for the sin of, of, uh, of abortion, the the Lord has died uh, for uh, for those women, and uh, and He has welcome and love and compassion and cleansing and comfort for them just as well as he does for everybody else. That's right. So thank you, sir, for the email. It's a fantastic point. Uh, and thank you for the, uh, the the email provides us the opportunity to, to complete the discussion. So That's right. Uh, I think you have an email, too, don't you? Yes, it's titled, St. Jerome and Justification. It's from Brian uh, from the mountains in Colorado. This is not from myself. Here the email <laughs> says, uh, Father Wolfmuller, I was wondering if you guys might be able to talk more about St. Jerome and Justification, specifically. I wasn't sure if you said the Scholastics misunderstood him or that he misunderstood the Gospels and St. Paul. Thank you very much, Brian.
1: Okay, uh, we, o- we only have only about 30 seconds here um, do you have any idea what he's talking about?
0: Yeah, you remember the content we were talk- we were going on and on. I was I, what did you set me off again on this whole discussion of the new perspective on Paul and I was uh and I was horsing around pretending like I was uh, some wiseacre talking <laughs> with the new perspectivists, and I was uh, I was going on about Jerome and this misunderstanding of all of this sort of stuff, uh, and it was just almost in passing. What I was referring to, though, was uh, Luther's take on the law and the misunderstanding of the law from the scholastics, uh, which Luther attributes to St. Jerome. So I have some Luther to read here. Uh, but I'll wait till the other side of the break. Do, you, do we have time?
1: Yeah, we can do that. Uh, right after this break, you can read some Luther on St. Jerome and uh, finish up the email segment so we can get into bumper sticker theology. You are listening to Table Talk Radio, uh, the one, the only Lutheran theological game show, uh, and which makes it everyone's favorite, right? Right.
0: <laughs> we'll be right? Right
1: back. theologians for the price of none table talk radio will be right back hi this is evan gigline thank you for listening to table talk radio have you ever wanted to be a radio clown yourself now you can with the table talk radio reformation glee club membership this is my favorite reformation glee club really tell them how we uh, sign up for the reformation glee club yeah why don't you tell them that evan Oh, well, you just go to our website at tabletalkradio.org and click the support tab. Why don't you tell us uh, the different levels? Uh, yeah, why don't, why don't you tell them that? Okay, well, there's the radio clown, the tabletalk radio pietist, the iron listener, or the theological bull rider. Yeah. Why don't you right tell right. them what we get?
0: Uh, yeah, why, why don't you tell them that?
1: <laughs> well, if you sign up for the Reformation Glee Club, you get tabletalk radio points for every dollar you donate.
0: Oh, nice. Love those radio points.
1: We really do appreciate all the support for Table Talk Radio, so we can continue to bring you everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show.
0: Do the bumper stickers
1: on your car say a lot, a lot about who you are or who you're not. Got a sticker on your car that says "coexists," but you don't coexist at your work site. Yes, you always.
0: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. I love that song. I, now I'm all out of whack because I was going to talk about Luther and Jerome, but the, I'm, this has got me in the mood for bumper stickers.
1: <laughs> I yeah, that that happens a lot. Actually, that you know. You hear that music like, "Oh, I want to about bumper stickers,
0: <laughs> but then what you can't do it i mean look you're uh you're stuck you gotta all right well, let me finish up this. We were talking about this email about Saint Jerome and the new perspective and scholastic theology, you know light topics like this mm-hmm. and uh and then and then we'll move on to more serious matters like bumper stickers but here here here's Luther this is in his greater galatians commentary fifteen thirty five he's commenting on galatians two fifteen and he uh and, and and here here's the context one of the things that um this new perspective says is that the law they got this idea of covenantal nomism that is that when paul is talking about how you're not saved by the law what he means by the law is the ceremonial law things like kosher sabbath circumcision, etc., etc., these markers of the Old Testament covenant. So, you're not saved by being part of the people of God, rather you're saved by being good works. This is all just word for word how they'll explain their covenantal gnomism. So, they say they read, when Paul says law, what he means is ceremonial law. Okay, so there's the setup, here's what Luther says. Paul makes it abundantly clear in these words that he's not speaking about ceremonies here and saying that since the revelation of Christ they've become fatal as Origen and Jerome think. He is speaking about something far more important, namely the birthright of the Jews. He denies that they are righteous, even though they have been born holy, uh, circumcised, observe the law, have the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the fathers, worship God and Christ, even though they have the promises, live in them and boast of them, as they say in John 8:33, etc., etc., So, So Luther understands that, uh, and this is the scholastic reading of St. Jerome, that said that when Paul was talking about laws, he was talking about the ceremonial laws. Um, here's, here's another one. These words, this is Luther now on Galatians 2:16, works of the law, are to be taken in the broadest possible sense and are very emphatic. I am saying this because of the smug and idle scholastics and monks who obscure such words in Paul, in fact, everything in Paul, with their foolish and wicked glosses, which even they themselves do not understand. Therefore, take works of the law generally to mean whatever is opposed to grace. Whatever is not grace is law, whether it be civil law, ceremonial law, decalogue, etc., etc. Uh, n- now, if the works of the decalogue don't justify, much less will circumcision, which is the work of the ceremonial law, etc. Now, the, the the great thing about this whole point, you, you see what Luther's getting at there? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he's
1: like you made the parallel... Uh, pretty much the exact same thing as what the New Perspective guys say.
0: Well, yeah, so the New Perspective guys say, hey, hey, look, look, when 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 Paul says law, he's not talking about uh, Ten Commandment law. He's talking about ceremonial law. And, and so now, justification apart from works of the law doesn't mean justification apart from good works, but rather justification apart from circumcision and not eating pork and things like this, see? And now, uh, uh, but they think this is some sort of fantastically new discovery. But the great thing is, it's just their view of the law is the same view that the scholastics had in the Middle Ages that Luther was rejecting. And, and I think the great irony then is these new perspective guys are always talking about how Luther got this wrong because he totally misunderstood it, as if uh, Luther was just a product of his day and he had no other option. But Luther knew already the new perspective take on the law and rejected it from the Scriptures itself. It's <laughs> kind of fantastic.
1: There it is. Okay. Well, I think Brian in Colorado has his answer then. There you go. This mysterious Brian that isn't you. It's not me.
0: <laughs> it's Brian with an I here. Yeah,
1: on that note, we did get a, a, a voicemail message to our top secret uh, <laughs> call-in number for when you spot bumper stickers on cars. It's top
0: secret because apparently no one ever calls it. Is that why?
1: Right. Uh, we, no, <laughs> we, did, we did get a caller this week. This is the caller that we got. Hey, it's Evan. I uh, love your show. I uh, have a uh, bumper sticker for you. Uh, the bumper sticker says, uh, "Overcoming oh. poverty is a religious." issue. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, e- <laughs> the emailer, Evan in Oklahoma, the, the emailer, <laughs> the Brian in Colorado, wasn't you? Okay.
0: Um. Oh, that really wasn't. But that Evan from Oklahoma, Vicar Evan from Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't say, "Hey, uh, uh, I really don't like your show."
1: Well I'll tell you what happened. I, I see these bumper stickers all the time, like, <laughs> Oh, I gotta remember that for the radio. And then I forget. I thought, well, geez, we have this this eight hundred number, we might as well use it. <laughs> Even if it's just me. But anyway, the number is in case you spot your theological bumper stickers or maybe uh atheological bumper stickers, 851 eight six six eight five one five five two three is a number. That's eight six six eight five one five five Two, three. Go, to, go ahead and type that into your cell phone right now. And hit save and type in uh, TTR hotline. <laughs> and uh, that way you'll, you'll have it in your phone. When you see a bumper sticker, you can call it uh, and then um, uh, let us know what a bumper sticker is. Okay, so this first one is overcoming poverty is a religious issue. What do you yes. think is at the heart of this one?
0: Oh, I don't, I don't know what that is about. It's this is, I mean, you could go all sorts of ways with this. It could be, in one sense, it could be a, a nice kind of thing, saying, look, uh a poverty is not necessarily the government's problem. It's a family problem and a church problem. Which is, I mean, that's all right with me. Uh, it could also, though, be pushing towards this um, kind of a liberation theology that what religion is about is taking care of people taking care of their physical needs, you know, feeding them and and making sure everyone's clothed and stuff like this, so that rather than the church being about the works of... Rather than the church being about justification, it's about works of social justice, something like that. Hmm. Um, But it doesn't quite say enough. I can't get a beat on it. Were there any other... uh, Were were there any other bumper stickers so we could contextualize?
1: (laughs) I I think that was the only one. But, you know, what you said, that is so true, isn't it? I mean, (laughs) you can kind of... And uh, see this this uh, variety of, of bumper stickers, and they're all kind of leaning towards the same direction.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so you have to use your hermeneutical principles when reading someone's <laughs> bumper. You have the, the chief hermeneutical principle, which is the contextual principle, which is to simply look both ways before you interpret the text, you know. And this is uh, and this is how it is on the bumper sticker. So someone's got this bumper sticker, and it says, "Obamanos," and you're like, I don't know if that's for Obama or against Obama. I can't tell. Uh, so then you got to look at all the other bumper stickers and see. So this one, this bumper sticker, out of context, I can't quite tell.
1: Mm, all right. Well, we'll have to leave it at that then, because I don't know either. But I have a couple more here. All right. Uh, another one says, um, "Gods don't kill people.
0: People with gods kill people." <laughs> this is a, this is classic, I think this is a you know it's it's taking off on the you know guns don't p- kill people people with guns kill people right, stuff. Right. this is uh but it's, it's uh, you know gods instead of guns there and uh and, and this is i mean kind of the classic distinction between the old atheists and the new atheists uh the old atheists would say religion is wrong, and the new atheists say religion is dangerous and th- this is the the premise of all of these new atheist uh, tomes out there—that uh, people with gods kill people—that it—that faith is dangerous. Uh, this is this is what all these guys are saying, and this is just an extension of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's more of a an offense. I mean, I think the old atheists would, yeah, you know, I I don't know that they were that aggressive. I mean, they they would just you know uh, be able to prove you are wrong when you make an assertion uh, or try to at least. Um, but the new atheists are, are going on the offensive to, and, and actually making an attack on on religion. Um, and so they'll parallel uh, all these jihadists, these, these uh, Muslim jihadists that will kill in, the, kill in the name of Allah, and they'll compare that then with Christians. See, uh, your faith is just ridiculous as
0: theirs because you're believing in something irrational, and, and you're just as dangerous. I know it, it, there's a logical fallacy for this. I forget. I'm studying all these logical fallacies to trying to create this logical fallacy game for our show. Right. Uh, but there is this uh, uh, after the fact, therefore before the fact. What's that thing called? I don't some remember. Latin, fancy yeah. Latin name for it. Uh, but this is the kind of how it is. It's like oh, so you, uh, so what you do is you go back and you see something bad, and then you go and you try to uh, reconstitute the reasons behind it. So you get a a terrorist bombing and 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 it's a radical islamist terrorist and then you go back and you say what's the reason behind it well the reason is faith they had faith so they killed people well i mean that's nuts the reason why they killed someone is cuz they had faith in in allah who said kill the you know kill the heathen it doesn't i mean there's something that you're missing there when you simply say uh if you have faith you you're a murderer uh that's that's obviously not true if you just look at the I mean, at the world, especially at the church, which has the commandment, you shall not murder. <laughs> right. Okay, well, we have about a minute left. and I have
1: one more bumper sticker for you. Uh, th- this one, <laughs> it said, Oklahoma. <laughs> hey,
0: that's like Obamanos.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma, when change comes sweeping down the plains. And uh, <laughs> it had a little picture of one of those little wind turbines there, you know, that you get this wind energy and and all this stuff. Uh, so <laughs> there you Oak, go, Obama. All right. So, what do you think Change. that was about?
0: I, you know what? I I think there's something. T- I've been thinking about this a little bit uh, because you have a, I mean, uh, our president Obama had his campaign based on. Hope and change, and but this is a, this is a fantastic. Remember, we were talking last time or some time ago about the heresy two-step, right. and this move into abstraction. This is precisely what these words are: change. Well, what does that mean? I mean, uh, you uh, to change to change from something and to something, but it's just you leave out all the nouns and you just have this verb in there: change, and it's. It's so completely abstract that it doesn't mean anything at all. Yeah, that's right. Like this bumper sticker.
1: That's all the time we have for bumper sticker theology. Call us with your bumper stickers. We'll be right back. bumper
2: stickers on your car. Say a lot,
1: a lot about who you are or who you're not. Do the bumper stickers on your car. Tell me a lot
2: about who you are or who you wish to be. Not really one of the best decisions you've made today. You're listening to Table Talk Radio.
1: <laughs> I want to let you know about the Pensacola Lutheran Blind Mission, which will hold its monthly meeting for dinner for the blind and sight impaired. This is all February 27th. It's a Saturday at 5 p.m. at Emanuel Lutheran Church in Pensacola, Florida, located at 24 West Wright Street. The Lutheran Blind Mission is an organization that provides social interaction, life skills support, and Christian fellowship to the blind and sight impaired. For dinner reservations, call Paul Silverly at 850-457-3039 or email annsilverly at yahoo.com. Again, that's February the 27th at 5 p.m., and the number is 850-457-3039. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. It's time for the praise song cruncher, analyzing worship the any way you want it kind. <laughs> That's
0: nice. <laughs> you know that song, which I can't remember who, who made that song. That showed up on a mixtape when I was in high school. That just showed up in my room and it had all these great songs on it. And I was wondering uh, if the, there's this mysterious uh, uh, required high school music listening mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it just showed up. I I was really a mystic back then, and then and it didn't. And that song was on it. So you bring back good memories with that.
1: Good. That that that's my goal. Yeah. Here on Table Talk radio. That's the
0: ba- that's the theme of Bale worship, by the way. Right. Uh, any way you want it. <laughs> that's that's right. the way you need it.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we're doing the praise song cruncher. Um, this first one, I'm kind of grumpy. I didn't even want to do this one. Um, we got an email requesting this one. It's called uh, Jesus is Better Than Football. And I was just going to throw that email in the trash. But uh, by popular
0: demand... Because you got a second request, didn't yeah, you?
1: Yeah, and I figure that's over half of our <laughs> listenership.
0: So <laughs> if, if, if if two over, people say something, that's a majority. Yeah. Okay. We, what is our, our only show? We're the only show with more hosts than listeners?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right.
0: But I think our <laughs> listeners outnumber us now. <laughs> Four yeah. to two. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. That's right. Okay. Well, this is, I, I don't really know anything about this song. It's Jesus is Better Football. Apparently, uh, see, when I got this, I thought it was just some song that someone put together. But, but apparently, from what I can tell, and if uh, the listeners are in the know, they can email in at questions at tabletalkradio.org and correct me on this. But as far as I can tell, this was a song that was actually used in someone's church as a praise song. And it's called Jesus is Better than Football, and this is how it goes.
2: Jesus is better than football. <laughs> Jesus already won the Super Bowl. He's better than the Saints. He's better than the Colts. Oh, that's a good He's personal now. <laughs> thing Oh, you got to be kidding again, so let his people shout and sing.
1: Oh, okay, that's... <laughs> I wonder if this is one of those songs where people really get into, you know, you get you got their, their hands raised and, you know. Uh, would this be... Uh, remember when we had uh, uh, Vicar, Vicar Bucklew on and he described the... What, no. the Outer Court songs and then the Holy of holy songs? Would this
0: be I, would, a... I would hope this is an Outer Court one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look well. at, I'm looking at the lyrics here. It gets better.
1: Okay, read some for us.
0: Want a year without a loss. Try eternity at his cost. Want a seat at 50 years. Uh, sorry, Should that yards. be 50 yards? Want a seat at 50 yards. Sit at the foot of the cross. Oh, brother. And then this one. Sprawled on the couch. Cheetos at hand. Try trusting in what he has planned. Better than a past to Wayne, Jesus, uh, in his name we stand. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well.
1: <laughs> so. I, when, when Maybe Pastor, I got up too early. I spent Wolf-Miller... two hours
0: with Chris Roseber this morning, and I got, I'm all loopy now. <laughs> but this is just, I mean, I. Is this – now, tell me, do you think that this is trying to be uh, silly or not trying to be silly? Um, because I, 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 think I might this have to is, stop laughing. Uh, <laughs>
1: I think this is an honest attempt, but I don't know. <laughs> 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 because why were they sing it
0: in a church if it was trying to be – oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Peyton has that comeback zing. Jesus is the comeback king. <laughs> Third and long, he rose again. So let us people shout and sing. Oh,
1: okay. Man. Well, let's see how how <laughs> it makes out with the Praise Song Cruncher. I think it's going to have some problem when we get to number five of the Praise Song Cruncher. But let's see how it goes. Uh, question number one. Uh, by the way, the Praise Song Cruncher is available for uh, your own printing and distribution at our website, tabletalkerradio.org. Just click on Articles and find the Praise Song Cruncher. And question number one. Jesus. Is Jesus mentioned yes, no, and if yes, in name or concept?
0: Uh, yes, Jesus is mentioned. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> is better than football. This <laughs> is the title of the song.
1: That's going to be really interesting Foam finger
0: showing number one. <laughs> give praise to him for what he's done. Point the way to heaven's goal. <laughs> that's Wait, that's soccer, not football. Goal. The victory's already won. No, there's or, field, there's field goal posts in that's, football. That's true. That's true. The goal, po- yeah, that's right. In zone. It's a point the way to heaven's end zone. Right, well, that doesn't rhyme. Um, Sorry. <laughs>
1: uh, th- what's going to be really embarrassing is when when this song uh, <clears throat> does better than others because it actually mentions Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. so it's like someone's trying to to write a really bad song that passes the cruncher, so we're gonna have to adjust the cruncher. Didn't you have a cruncher adjustment, which is uh your amend, uh, uh, amended oh, amended yeah. cruncher strap <laughs> uh, that right. can you say ooh ooh between the stanzas right, right. or between so, the lines. Uh
1: so there's that so What was that everybody does this when I whenever I see the song, uh it's um every move I make I make in him. You make me move Jesus, woo. <laughs> so I was thinking how this would apply to some other ones. I mean, um, dear Christians, one and all, rejoice.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so I feel bad that I just heard that Much, uh, even more for participating in such a debacle.
1: I know. So uh, <laughs> if you could insert woo-woo between lines or stanzas. Uh, it, it's already crunched, Compl-
0: crumbled. <laughs> Jesus is better <laughs> than football. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> it fits. Jesus already won the Super Bowl. What does that even mean? Uh. This, all right, so look, this song uh, is doing all right so far, so we better get to criteria number two. I got Clarity.
1: Uh, is the song uh, clear? Does it use sentences with subject, verb, and
0: object, or sentence fragments? <clears throat> Well, yeah, but look, it does have subject and object, but it just so happens in this song that subject and object do not have any business being in the same sentence. (laughs) Give us an example. Okay, here's an example. Jesus is better than football. (laughs) (laughs) He's already won the Super Bowl. Now, I don't have any... I mean, that's a sentence, but it doesn't mean anything. I mean, what? No. He's better than the saints he's better than the colts he's my savior now that's all sentences but does now is it's comparing two things that 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 are not intended to be compared did jesus ever say uh uh, uh the kingdom of of heaven is like uh a really strong gladiator in the Roman Colosseum, or something like this. Or <laughs> the Son of Man is like the greatest Crusader, or the Son of Man is similar to uh, the greatest gladiator. No, he. I mean, Jesus, of course, never compares himself to a football team, uh, and he never really in, is, has encourages us to do anything like that either. They, they, you, you see, there, there's not a comparable thing there. I don't think. Right. Uh well I mean e- even though you have
1: well we're going to get to that I'll I'll save that comment for later. Let's let's move on to mysticism. As oh I'm sorry. We need a we need a rating here on clarity. Uh 10 is very clear that is with sentences and 1 is obscure with fragments.
0: Well, it has sentences so as far as the grammar it goes um it is clear but uh, I mean as far as the sentences go, but as far as the words go, it is not it is it is not clear. I mean, what when you say something uh, like okay. Jesus is gotcha. better than a pass to Wayne, well what right. oh so, you see the point of comparison is completely skew, which makes the song fairly meaningless. I mean, when he compares third and long and the 3 days that Jesus is in the tomb or uh <clears throat> the 50-yard line with the cross, I mean, these are things that have in reality no point of comparison. Uh-huh. So, uh number 2 isn't just asking uh,
1: if there's sentences, but uh, also uh, about the words too. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so that's where right. would you put this uh, uh, on a scale from 1 to 10? One being obscure. Uh, like uh, two. Okay. One. one. Mysticism. I mean, it, it, it doesn't say anything. Uh, this is subjectivity versus objectivity. Is the song about the things that God has done, the objective, or is it about my own emotions and experiences, the subjective? Does the song repeat the same phrases over and over in an
0: a hypnotic mantra? it does repeat apparently the refrain over and over I mean after each verse, so you have the refrain one, two, three, four, five times uh so it's slightly repetitious, but this song is not, I don't think this is very mystic at all i uh I mean I don't know what it's it not is. really a, an appeal to the emotions, is it? No, no no I mean in i mean it appeals to my emotion of hilarity. <laughs> uh i mean maybe at the end here touchdowns all around got nothing on what god can do rabid fans all dressed in blue but never smile in the pew every day's a victory <laughs> when jesus love grabs hold of you so that you have this sense of um uh you, you know you get this all the time like hey everyone cheers for their football team but they don't cheer for jesus well right that's just again you're compares, comparing two things that never should be compared uh, you you don't pray to your football team. I hope you don't uh uh you don't sing uh the the hymns to your football team. Uh, I mean, this maybe gets us close. You don't. I mean, going to a football game and coming to church are just different things.
1: Yeah, my my answer to that uh, uh that that you never cheer for Jesus, uh, and, and neither did the mother of our Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you imagine at the foot of the cross, uh, che- Mary cheering uh, for Jesus and what He's done for us.
0: Go, Jesus, go! <laughs> oh, Kick man. that devil in the mouth. <laughs> that
1: <laughs> that didn't rhyme.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, right. We're coming up against this break. We're we'll right back for more Table Talk Radio, fishing up this song to crunch.
2: Sprawl on the couch, Cheetos <laughs> in hand, trying the In a recent survey, 98% of listeners can't stand Table Talk Radio. We would like to express our gratitude to those who did not participate in the study.
1: In addition to the Table Talk Radio programming you hear on the radio...
0: Feelings.
1: <laughs> Nothing more than... Oh, <laughs> trying to forget Welcome back to Table Talk Radio's Praise Song Cruncher. Uh, we are uh, crunching this song. Jesus is better than football, and we we'll get to another one in just a moment. But we are on this mysticism question. Uh, what do you decide on here? One to ten. Ten is objective. One is subjective.
0: I don't know. This song doesn't fit in the typical thing. I, so I can pretty well guarantee you that this is not going to make the top ten charts uh, <laughs> of contemporary words. It does not have any of the uh, of the necessary characteristics to be a successful praise song. Um, but uh, but it's given it a shot here. Uh, it is, but it's not a. It's. Not, uh, <laughs> I mean I don't know if it's objective or subjective. It's not necessarily subjective, but it's not necessarily objective. I mean, it's uh it's like say, Jesus is better than 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 cherry donuts. I mean, is that I guess that's a objective statement <laughs> uh sort of. I I don't know. Maybe the word better than makes it subjective because it's like well because who, 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 you, you're making a comparison. Oh, that's that's so true. So, here uh, you
1: I have like, I like of... chocolate
0: better than vanilla, yeah, I like Jesus better than the super Bowl i <laughs> I mean what. <laughs> Ugh, strange. Ugh. You know this? I mean, maybe this is playing off of this idea. I mean, a lot of guys will get up and 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 talk about how there's this kind of sports fanaticism that borders on idolatry. Now, maybe that's true, but let's talk about that. You know, I I mean, I I think this hymn, which might be getting towards that, is actually doing the opposite. Whenever you bring like, oh, here's something that people really love, football. Now let's talk about how you have to love Jesus more. Well, I mean that's ah, uh, so yeah, it's kind of and and so when you use so you start to use you know, compare the cross to the fifty yard line? Yeah. So um, and, instead of uh, and faith uh, putting, to being sprawled on the couch with Cheetos in hand? So uh instead I of like Cheetos instead too. of calling uh
1: sinners to repentance for their for their idolatry, they're just trying to add Jesus on, you know, keep your idolatry but just love Jesus more than your idolatry. More than your idol. So here we have Moses coming down from Mount Sinai and see Aaron and everyone worshiping this golden calf and say the commandments are greater than the calf. <laughs> These yep. tablets, Yahweh is better than <laughs> calf worship. Uh, okay,
0: well, <laughs> that's we, weird, we, we, isn't we it? It's m- just weird. We need to move. So you along. need a judgment on this subject mystic uh let's put it at five because I can't tell. Okay.
1: Five. Mm, number four, law and gospel. Does a song proclaim the law and its sternness and the gospel and its sweetness? The gospel is the promise of the forgiveness of sins to all, one through Jesus' death on the cross. Um are law and gospel rightly divided and not mixed up? Is the law presented as something that we do, or does it show us our sins? Is the gospel conditional, based upon my own actions, decisions, and acceptance? So this is yes, no, where I can't tell.
0: I, I can't tell with this song. I mean, there's indications that the gospel might be in the mind of the writer, like every day's a victory when Jesus' love grabs hold of you. But I want it's almost like you're waiting for the song to say, but he gets a ten yard flag for illegal holding, you know, or <laughs> illegal use of the hands. Jesus grabbing hold of you. Uh, unnecessary roughness. Jesus killed the de- or the devil killed Jesus, you know, or uh, delay of game. It took him three days to rise again, or something. I mean, this is weird. Look, like, a foam finger showing number one. Is that law or gospel? I don't have any idea what
1: that is. So this is I can't tell. Now, I, the point the way to heaven's goal. Uh, ah. <laughs> now I want to I want to discuss this. there be uh, I mean we're going to get into this fifth question. Is there any explicit false teaching? Uh, and so this this song will say things. Uh, like, uh, oh, I don't know. Um, try eternity at his costs. Uh, sit at the f- uh, foot of the cross. Um, okay, so we have the cross there. But is is our victory in Christ by first and foremost by Christ's victory over Satan, uh, or is it in the lowliness? Is, is it God's lowliness? So he, here in the song, we have nothing about. Uh, the suffering of Christ. We see nothing of his humility, but uh, any references to, to to God is only in his in his glory
0: and in, in his victory, and uh, that yeah, only so comes first. undefeated. Se- yeah, you get an undefeated season by by uh, watching Jesus on the fifty yard line and stuff. Yeah, I know you. I think you're. Uh, I think even though you're asking a little bit much of this song, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, of course. I mean, of course a song about how Jesus is better than the football uh, team is going to be a, a theology of glory, is it not? I mean, it's like look, uh you the, there's too much glory in football. We got to give more glory to Jesus. I mean, uh people go crazy cheering for, uh, rabid fans all dressed in blue but never spot, smile in the pew. I mean, yeah, this is a the- uh look, you bring your bullhorn out to uh, uh, to the stadium, but you never say anything in church. Well, I do not want people blowing bull horns at me <laughs> after I preach. <laughs> Great sermon! <Woo! laughs> I mean, the, the, so this is of course a theology of glory. We you would never expect it. I mean, it's all about victory, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but yeah, you—I okay. don't think you would expect it. we've different. we've given this song entirely too much airtime,
1: so. <laughs> Let's move along to this next song. Oh, first, on okay. to the next. Would you have? Would you this have so, this song? We consider
0: this song then crunched.
1: Yeah, entirely crunched. Nothing left of it. Okay, so this next one is uh, "Lead Me to the Cross" by Brooke Fraser, and this is uh, submitted by request.
0: <laughs> oop, oop.
2: Savior, I come Quiet in my soul Remember Redemption's here Where your blood was spilled For my ransom Everything I once had
1: Okay, that's where it starts picking up. All right. Well we, oh yeah, <laughs> I liked it so far. We don't have much time, though, do that, that's we? That's true. Well, we might have to go in overtime here,
0: because this song <laughs> get I get think is going to need a little bit of extra time to 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 wrap our heads around it because it's it's certainly more subtle than the previous uh, crunch E. You didn't <laughs> you didn't laugh at, at my
1: football. my overtime joke. Oh, football and okay, I didn't get it.
0: You're right. I've already left. I? I've already blocked the past song out of my mind. Then, All right. Uh, I think we we might get called for unnecessary roughness on our crunch of that thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no, don't, don't, <laughs> I, I wonder if they mentioned football in the Septuagint <laughs> anywhere.
0: No, that does not count. Uh, I okay, okay, I do think see. the last song borders on heresy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I think I have to count that. I mean, that's. Uh, pretty true. 500 <laughs> points for
0: Pastor, the only points awarded Woo-hoo! in the game so far. Okay. And now I get an extra point for this next final crunch.
1: Okay, well, let's let's go through the cruncher. Um, the first question is, Jesus, as he mentioned, yes or no, if yes, the name or
0: concept? Yes, by concept. Savior, the song is addressed to Jesus. Savior, I come. Quiet, my soul. Remember, Redemption's hill where your blood was spilled. So this is talking certainly about Jesus, no question about it. Okay, clarity is the song clear? Ten very clear, one obscure. Uh, around seven. Uh, and mostly because, and we'll find out why when we ask the next question. Uh, but b- but um, here here's one of the characteristics of the songs when they're in second person, when they're addressed to to Jesus or addressed to God or addressed to the Holy Spirit, for that matter. Uh, they, they become a little bit less clear because it's, you're in a lot of pronouns rather than uh, than nouns. So you and I and this back and forth, um, but especially this is uh, is where it's not quite so clear. Uh, it's this idea of being led to the cross um, because you, you have to simply say, lead me to the cross. You have to say, what does that mean? Uh, does this it certainly doesn't mean that Jesus is going to come down back in his flesh and take hold of our hands and and take us and zap us back in time to the cross i mean that's not what it means uh so it means something different there and so we got to try to sort out what that is and then we'll be able to see if this if if the song is good or bad or somewhere in between
1: so. that's that's right well stay tuned <clears throat> uh if you're if you're listening on the radio you need to go to our website tabletalkradio.org to listen to the rest of this show and less of the rest of this uh, crunch of the praise song. Before we go, I do want to uh, quickly tell you about uh, Table Scraps Live, uh, and that is uh, this uh, Sunday. <laughs> uh, sorry, February twenty first. live now. Huh? <laughs> oh, man. I'll try to figure out to get my tongue to work by then. February twenty first at eight p.m. Uh, Eric Brown and. Uh, from Zion in Lahoma, Oklahoma, talking about baptism, visit our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio, where the points are like all the
0: points that Jesus gets when he scores a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You've man. been
2: listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to question at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Talk Radio.
1: All right, thanks for sticking with us uh, for this overtime of Table Talk Radio. (laughs) Oh, now you laugh. Oh, man. Table
0: Talk Radio is better than football. (laughs) It's like saying Jesus is better than artichokes with with hot butter melted on them. What are you talking about, even? What are you talking about?
1: I really got Mm. you worked up over this song.
0: Apparently, I'm easy to get worked up. Yes. That I think more and more and more uh, in, as we do our little show <laughs> you are learning my buttons. <laughs>
1: hey, it's the listeners. I didn't even want to do this one. This last
0: the the football one. But. Yes. Thanks dear listener for subjecting us to that. Yeah, thank you a lot. We'll yeah. try to get a hold of the author of this uh of this hymn <laughs> and uh and get him to respond to the cruncher. Maybe we can have him on as a table scrap. That'd be good. Yeah. Okay so we're we're gonna, the his next song is going to be Jesus is better than uh, than uh, the World Cup soccer tournament. <laughs> uh, we will finally we will, the, and it'll end it'll say, something like this it says I can't wait to die and cross the golla 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 <laughs> We'll see what, what what they do
1: here. Is they uh, take whatever just widely popular and just say Jesus is better than that. So I, I fear this next song is going to be uh, Jesus is better than Table Talk Radio, just
2: because it's <laughs> yeah. being
0: widely widely popular. Jesus is better than twenty four. <laughs> uh, you think Jack Bauer is great? Wait till you see Jesus get a hold get a hold of the devil, <laughs> or, uh, or Jesus is better than American Idol. He's never out of tune.
1: Man, you Jesus should write is some better. Of these.
0: Jesus is better than democracy. He casts the vote for your soul. Jesus is better than money. He can buy you anything you want. Hey, you know we're recording right now, right? <laughs> Just making sure. Okay, uh, we're
1: we're, <laughs> we're crunching this this other one. Uh, "Lead oh, Me to man. the Cross" by Brooke Fraser. <laughs> And uh, we, you were talking about now, the clarity. This is, I thought
0: this was by Hillsong. Is this by
1: Hillsong? Um, I don't know. See, the difficult thing here is we have a a, a writer of the of the
0: song than a performer, so I don't know which is really? which. Okay. Um, so clarity. Yeah, this is certain So th- this is actually talking about Jesus, and and it's actually talking about things that he's done and things like this. So this is, I mean, this is this has potential to be a decent song, really, and I I kind of like it. There's there's just one, uh, and slightly subtle trouble but it does talk about the things that Jesus has done so so we gave it a clarity of 7 but now we're on the I'm already on to the next one which is objective or subjective and it is there's a lot of objective things here the redemption's hill that's a place that's mount calvary that's where the cross was where your blood was spilled that's true i mean this is talking about the his, the history of Jesus death and then uh, for my ransom so that Jesus blood is the price that 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 uh, purchases us from sin, purchases us from sin, death, and the devil. Uh, lead me, lead me to the cross where Your love poured out. Um, and then here, uh, You were as I tempted and trialed. You are the Word became flesh, bore my sin and death. Now You are risen. So this is talking about the humanity of Jesus, His death and His resurrection. This is very good stuff here. Yes. Okay. So. Uh would you give it a, a number rating? Uh well yeah, uh so that's all that stuff is very objective. So that's whatever the number is to make it very objective. Ten. But there's another half to the song. Uh so you take the objective part and then you and then it becomes it flipped and it becomes subjective, and that's in the very theme of the song, the the the, the uh chorus here. Lead me to the cross. And and this is like we said before on uh, when we were recording uh, a minute ago, th- this idea uh, is confusing because what does it mean to be led to the cross? Now, I'll tell you what I think it... Well, here, I want to hear what you think. What do you think that you're actually praying when, if you're singing this song, you're praying, lead me to the cross?
1: Hmm. I think... Uh, I think this is going to be mostly focused on emotion because at the bottom uh, it has the bridge here to your heart, to your heart, lead me to your heart so it, I mean here in the chorus you're saying lead me to the cross in um, the bridge you have to your heart, to your heart, lead me to your heart
0: which is I think highly mystic I, I think it, you, it doesn't have to be you, you could say that the cross is the unfolding of the heart of God Okay. You could say that. That's okay. nice to say that. So to lead me to your heart, to lead me to your cross. This is, uh, uh, but but this is the question: Is how are we led there? How, how? What does it mean to be brought to the cross? And I think you're right. I think it's an emotional thing or a mental thing. It's it's a it's not a physical thing. Certainly, it's an experiential sort of thing. And the I, I think what they're praying is. Lord grant me to somehow in my mind or my heart be brought to the place where I see or feel the love of Jesus as it is expressed for me in his death on the cross. Hmm. So that this so that this language lead me to the cross is really a prayer to have an emotional experience, or mental experience, some sort of experience of God's love. So, if the chorus went something like
1: "Lead me to the cross, uh, through Your Holy Word and through Your sacraments,"
0: <laughs> does yes, not, see, doesn't the, quite have the, that the, ring to it. But you know, there, there is something, uh, and, and the seed of this goes back to uh, to your to your friend John Calvin. <laughs> where? <laughs> Uh Where your friend Calvin separates the spirit of God from the means of grace, and this now is the seed which has destroyed Protestantism because there is a separation uh, of of the spirit and the means of grace, namely baptism, lord's supper god's word and And so if you're going to uh, experience the Holy Spirit. Somehow, It's going to be in some sort of subjective way, not in an objective way. And this is why, I mean, it doesn't have to be modern praise songs. You can go to the old Baptist spirituals if you want to. It's all about this experience because this is now the indication that the Holy Spirit is working in you. And so you get all of these songs at the foot of the cross, lead me to the foot of the cross, bring me to the cross. I look at the cross, I consider the cross, etc., etc. Uh, and it's all about now a mental activity uh, where we somehow are uh, somehow transported spiritually, mystically, emotionally, or whatever, transported back to the cross, so that we can uh, have the experience of God's of God working. There's there's no there's no mechanism. In the theology of evangelicalism, that God uses to get His grace to us. So now worship and everything else is a matter of us being transported back there. Mm. Yeah. That's now, right. if that's your theology, this song does a marvelous job at expressing it. <laughs> but the problem is the theology is wrong. See um so uh you know you can't i mean you can't be too critical of the song because it does this song does maybe better than any other praise song i've seen it does precisely what the praise song is meant to do to give you an experience of the grace of god Uh, but that's just not what the hymns in the church are supposed to do right it's not what they need to do
1: Okay, um, let's see. Where are we on this praise song
0: cruncher? Law gospel? I, I forgot we were crunching a song now. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> law gospel. Let's see. Let's see. You bore my sin and death, now you're risen. Uh, you were my ransom. Everything I once held dear, I counted all as lost. I think this uh, this, this does distinguish law and gospel. The, the, the problem here, this is the, again, and this is to kind of beat the drum I've been beating here for the last ten minutes, is that the... Uh, is that the gospel, when there is no mechanism for the Holy Spirit to get God's grace to us, when baptism and the Lord's Supper are become ordinances and works of men, and when God's word is uh, in merely instructions that we have to react to, then then you cannot have the gospel apart from human works. There has to be some sort of human action to access the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of being led to the cross, even though it's very subtle, and even though it says that God is the one leading us, it it pu- it puts it back on us to 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 have this experience or this um, uh, something where we know that now I'm a Christian. You see what
1: I mean? Right. Yeah. So uh, my, my pastor always said, if you don't have the sacraments, you always end up substituting them with something else. Uh, and as you've been talking about, the substitution
0: is emotion. Yeah, in 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 the modern praise song movement, it certainly is. Yeah, which is sad. I mean, it's it's sad, isn't it? it I, I was having this conversation. This is a, I think an important sort of thing for us uh, Lutherans to realize is that you know we say that to, for the unity of the church, it's enough to agree on the gospel and the sacraments, and that to evangelicals sounds absolutely nutty because they don't. They say, "What are you talking about? Agree on the sacraments? That's crazy. We don't have to agree on baptism to." To uh, to rejoice in the unity of faith, we don't have to agree on the Lord's Supper to rejoice in the unity of faith. But the reason why they say that is for them the sacraments are law, and and it does not make any sense that the unity of the f- of faith would be based on the law. But we we realize that these are precisely the means that God uses to convert us and to, and to, and to have us as His own as his own people. So of course it's part of the unity of faith because because baptism and the Lord's Supper is God's work on us and to us and for us. Good. Okay. Um, uh. Sorry, did you want to answer the law
1: gospel question or do you just want to keep going off on this some more? Um, <laughs> no, I think I'm all right. Uh,
0: so, so law gospel, where it's supposed to be divided right, is divided right, but it's confused when, like we said, when the when our emotions become the access to the grace of God. Our experience becomes the access to the grace of God rather than than God's Word becoming the access to His grace. So this is very, very subtle confusion of law and gospel.
1: Okay, good. And then five, is there any explicit
0: false teaching? Uh, Only in this confusion of law and gospel. Otherwise, it looks pretty good. Okay, good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's something to say. Otherwise, you know, I mean, because that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> otherwise, that's, if
1: it wasn't for confusion of the gospel, this would be theologically sound. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Of course, the
0: praise song cruncher is like a microscope, so that you can zoom in, you know, and and uh, and find the error in the in the uh, in the hay pile here. So it's a good thing we have this uh, this precision tool with us, huh?
1: That's right. <laughs> in the
0: hands of experienced doctors. So did this did this song pass the cruncher? No. No. It in fact it, it perfectly failed. Because uh although I kinda like it really. <laughs> That's because you're an enthusiast.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> me and Adam and the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well thank you all for for staying with us uh for this uh, edition of Table Talk Radio and the extended edition of Table Talk Radio. You can submit all of your praise song uh requests to be crunched uh to questions at Table Talk Radio. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.